0: Good morning, good morning. Before we jump into that, uh, we're going to say bye to our youth group. Bye, youth group. And uh, as we're saying bye, say, oh, look at those handsome, beautiful people. So we'll miss you guys. We love you very much. Um, We have a special treat today uh, for you. Before we jump into the finish of this uh, series, uh, our missionary, Neil Alsbach, who we uh, support uh, every single month, Uh, your generosity goes to supporting his uh, work and ministry in uh, the Native Reserves in Canada. He's uh, joined us here. Their mission team was able to stay the night here last night, so we hosted 20 of them at this uh, church building. So thank you for providing the church building as well for them, and uh, a couple of our ladies cooked some breakfast for them, and so it was was a fantastic time, and what a great opportunity to reconnect to them and and to really kind of host them a little bit. And so we've asked uh, Pastor uh, Neil, uh, Missionary Neil, to share just for 10 minutes about what's going on uh, to really help uh, keep us up to speed and uh, and just share God's blessing with us. So we're going to invite him uh, forward right now. If you could welcome with me. Pastor, Pastor Neil Osbach thank you sir before he steps away we're gonna we're going to take a minute and just pray over him and and we're also going to take a special offering for you guys uh, whenever you come back from a Mexico trip, you know whether it's for gas or for more, more food or however you want to use it so. Shower. <laughs> paid showers. so uh, we're going to pray for them and then uh, right after that we're going to take an offering so uh, we just want to pray over them father i just want to pray over the Osbach family god I, I thank you for for who you created them to be thank you for a connection that we have with them even though it's maybe once a year that we see them or twice a year but god we know that that we're connected in prayer we're connected in in spirit we're, we're behind them financially And God, we just thank you for so many people rallying around um, Neil and Darcy. God, I pray that you would allow them to hear clearly that they are never alone, that you are near them always, and their family of believer here is right next to them. And we praise you, God, for the work that you're doing, for the fact that maybe it takes 30 years to finally get a voice. And so we just pray, God, that you would continue to give opportunities for them to share Jesus. As we pray over this community that for some reason Satan seems to have brought darkness upon, whether it's through substance abuse a lot and and just family abuse and and what seems like generation after generation of pain. And so we just pray that your light would break through. It's only you that could do it. And so we just pray for your power uh, as they go home. Encourage them, fill them with joy, fill them with your goodness, God. And we just praise you that we could be part of this family. Praise that we get to be part of their ministry uh, in support and love. uh, We honor you and we pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So, uh, Offering Basket will be coming around right now uh, while I begin to talk. So, somewhere. Here we go. All right. And uh, if you haven't had a chance to meet Darcy, Darcy's Neil's wife, and she's sitting in the back. She's the uh, much better looking one uh, of the two, in case you got confused about that. And so uh, if you have a chance, just say hey to her. She may not shake your hand, but that's not because she's unkind. It's She's been sick. She was sick before they left Canada more than a week ago, stayed sick all drive and then in Mexico, and then continues to be sick now. And so what a powerful woman who uh, would, I'd just get on a flight and say see you back home hubby if it were me so uh so if if you get a chance just to say hey and bless her then go for it uh we we just thank the all's and thank you that we could be a part of that uh church thank you for your generosity that allows us to do that uh i I don't pay that it's not any glory to me it it is all glory to god and it comes from you guys stepping out in faith and being able to give and so we just thank you so much we're in the final week here of our small series. Having covered making small goals in our character development, in our generosity, in our active love for, for other people we 're going to now turn our attention to one final goal, one final small go- uh, goal that will have a big impact: connecting with God. Now this happens to line up with, our, uh, with the first of our two reasons for existing as a church, uh, as stated in our mission statement, our mission statement, which is what love God and Love others. All right. Eventually we'll get that. So maybe we could practice it together one more time. Our mission statement, you guys, is to love God and love others. It's really not that complicated, and it's not going to change. So go ahead and put that one in the memory bank, right? love God and love others. Thank you. You guys did awesome that time. Today we're going to talk about uh, how to love God in terms of how to connect to God just a little bit and why it might be important to connect to God. Here's a couple of verses we're going to just launch off from. In the book of Psalm. Uh, David writes that, God, you are my God. Earnestly I seek you. My soul thirsts for you. My my flesh, it faints for you as in a dry and weary land where there's no water. That's how much I want you, God. So, So I've looked upon you in your sanctuary, beholding your power and your glory because your steadfast love is better than life. My lips will praise you So I will bless you as long as I live and your name I will lift up my hands. James says it this way. Draw near to God and He'll draw near to you. God is desiring a connection. Again, jumping back to the Psalms, God says this. He says, be still. Just just be still. And know that I'm God. And I'll be exalted among the nations and I will be exalted in the earth. See, the small goal of connecting to God is not only important, but I'm going to tell you it's going to be actually enjoyable. It's actually what our souls need more than anything on this entire planet. More than more money. Who could use some more money? I can use some more money. More than some more joy. Who could use more joy? I can use a little bit more joy always. More than more whatever. Less weight, maybe not more weight. More good food. But the thing that we need more of all the other mores is to connect to God. It's the thing that our our soul longs for, even if we're in soul denial. Even if we're like, no, no, I, I need these other things more. But the truth of the way that God made our souls is our souls long for Him, they're longing for a connection to God and God alone. And so. We needed to make it a small goal to just to try to connect to God better. I mean, he's waiting for you. Isn't that crazy? The God of the universe is waiting for you. Draw near to me and I'll draw near to you. J- Jesus says, uh, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone will open the door and, and invite me in, we'll hang out and we'll have lunch. And that, that was written to a church who had claimed Jesus, but Jesus was staying, saying, hey, I'm, I'm wanting to be with you. I want to connect to you. I want. I want to be near to you. And so, this small goal of of connecting God is critically important in our souls' life. We've got to figure out a way to just connect to God a little bit better. And so, I want to give you. I want to give you three ideas of maybe uh, things that you can try to help connect yourself to God. Just three. So, so the goal is to connect to God, right? That, that's just a small thing, just a little bit. Now, a lot of you have been Christians for a really long time, and we have a connection to God, but. But it it doesn't matter whether you're on your very first step towards God or your 5,000th step to God. All of us could use a little bit closer connection to God. It doesn't matter how far along the journey you are. And so uh, I want to give you a a couple of ideas here, just ways that perhaps small goals you can create in your life to help you connect to God. Okay, so the first one uh, is, why don't you take the afternoon off? Or maybe take the day off for just you and God. And now you don't get to do this every week, but, but maybe once a year. Maybe, maybe once a year, schedule a time on your phone where you say, God, I'm going to take, maybe you can't take the full day off, that's okay, but just take the afternoon off. I'm going to work till noon, and then I'm going to take from noon to five because I've got to get home and be with the family. And God, I'm just going to go be with you. I'm going to purpose to take some time off to be with God. Now, we're supposed to do this on, on the Sabbath, right? We're supposed to do this every Sunday. But, but I don't know about you, but sometimes Sunday gets busy with a lot of stuff. And it, and it really does feel like we do a lot of things. And I, I'm not sure if I ever even slow down long enough to connect to God on Sundays. Now, that may be a terrible confession from the pulpit, right? But, but sometimes it gets all about doing this other kind of stuff. And so I think it's really important that, that and, and I'm asking our church to do this, So one time this year, just you and God, not you and husband, not a date, just you and God, you get to go on a date with Jesus, you know, spend some time and just go uh, be with Jesus. Pick your favorite spot, whether it's, uh, you know, going out to the beach, get your blanket, sit out there, just you and Jesus, wherever it is, to take that afternoon, just hang out, spend time together. No work, no people, no emails, no financial planning, nothing, zip, nada, just you and Jesus. I would encourage you to take a paper Bible because if you are say, I'm going to use my Bible on your phone, no, you're not. You're going to then Facebook, Instagram, check email, get texts, have calls, and it'll be amazing how many people will call you the moment you try to be quiet with Jesus and connect to God. And so I'm going to ask, take your day off and leave that stuff behind. Leads into the second one. One of the small goals in order to be able to connect to God is I think we need to figure out how to unplug. In this digital generation, it's really crazy that it's a strange thing that even as we're more connected digitally in almost every single area of our life, our refrigerators are connected digitally, right? My phone talks to my, like when I buy a movie ticket, my phone knows that I bought a movie ticket. And so the more connected I am digitally, it does not equate with connection to God. In fact, it seems to have an inverse relationship. The more connection I have digitally, the less connection I have to God. And so it doesn't translate over into digital connection means God connection. And so it seems our new lifestyle of, of, of digital distractions doesn't often leave any room for a deeper relationship with God. I don't know about you, but I occasionally find myself on the toilet even with my phone out. And I've been thinking about for the last month or so how often I take my phone out. I'll stop in the grocery line now and take my phone out. I can't even wait well, like 30 seconds for the checkout thing without getting my phone out, without feeling like I have to be connected in some way. And there's nothing to even look at. I just take it out anyway. And so I think that it's important that we uh, figure out how to unplug a little bit. Um, I don't think this is particularly our generation's problem. It's not that technology in and of itself is to blame for our disconnectedness but rather our misuse of the technology. Technology can be an amazing way to connect people, and it should be, and we should use it to glorify God. But we need to be a little bit careful with it, and I think that we need to unplug. So every once in a while, I want to encourage you to unplug all your tech toys. Like Literally turn your Wi-Fi off. I know your p- kids are going to panic, right? But like, when, when the missionaries showed up here, all, all of them that were under 30 said, you don't have Wi-Fi? Where's your Wi-Fi? And they said, don't worry, we found Wi-Fi at the cafe across the street. It's like 50 degrees at night. They're sitting out there so they could get the free Wi-Fi by the cafe that's across the street that's closed. <laughs> and so don't worry, it, it won't kill your kids. It won't kill you if we unplug just a bit. TV, cell phone, internet, everything. Go dark ages for a minute, you know? Like, it, it, won't, it won't be the end of the world, I promise. You'll survive it. And, and I'm not saying do it for a lifestyle. But, but maybe say, hey... Our our tech stuff is going out for two hours. We're just gonna unplug. And use that unplugged time to be still before the Lord. Remember what the Bible says be still and know that I'm God. But I can't even I know this is a, a gross one, but I can't even be still on the toilet really. I, I grab out my tech on the toilet, like and that's starting to disturb me. And I did read this thing like just this week about like the number one most uh germs uh of anything you own is your cell phone. So guess why? Never borrow someone's cell phone because there's uh, like 10 particles out of X particles that are all fecal matter on the people's telephone. I just read that. So note to you. and Germaphobes sure will be cleaning it all. Because who's, who's ever cleaned their phone? Do you all your phone very much? I don't. Anyone want to borrow it right after service? Here you go. So that's an encouragement next time you're tempted to pull it out every single moment that, hey, maybe I need to unplug from this thing. And, and the Bible says that it, it literally tells us to be still before God. And then it says, when we draw near to him, he's going to draw near to us. See, God's not going to force himself on you. He is available like this whenever you're ready. But he's not going to grab you and force you to come into connectedness with him. He's just waiting. Just waiting. And as soon as you're available, he's like, oh, yeah, I've been been here. You didn't hear me knocking, huh? I'm here. I want to connect to you. And then he thinks this is the opportunity, and then your phone comes out. And he goes, oh, you got eight seconds between the change of the light? You got your phone out at the light! Did anyone ever pull their phone out at the light? I did. Oh my gosh, I have serious problems. It just makes me young, I think, right? (laughs) So draw near to God. Just sit quietly, distraction-free, drawing near to Him. Connecting to our loving Father. And And the third small goal I want you to try is memorize a Bible verse. Maybe you haven't memorized a verse since kids' group, when you were in kids' group, or uh, maybe you did in college because you were part of YWAM, or you're part of, like, CCC, and they've got those memory books, right? But you haven't memorized a verse since then, you know? When was the last time you actively, purposely memorized a Bible verse? And this is a really small goal that we can connect to God. Uh, and it's critically important because God's Word exposes our internal parts. God, God's Word exposes our motives, and it exposes our soul, and it really takes away things that would cause us to be disconnected from God. Hebrews 4.12 says the word of God's living and active it's sharper than a, like a sword even. It could pierce to the division of your soul and your spirit. That's what it, its goal is, to sort of divide out the things that don't belong and to reveal things to you. Uh, of joints, of marrow, and it helps you discern the thoughts and the intentions of your heart. So when we memorize scripture, we have it ready when we need it. Like it's in our heads, it's in our heart. It helps us make good decisions. It reminds us of God's promises. So I want to encourage you to pick a favorite verse uh, and write it in your mirror in dry erase marker. Almost all of us shower semi-regularly. So in your bathroom mirror, I want you to write the verse on the mirror in dry erase marker. And whenever you look at it, repeat the verse in your head. And within a couple of weeks, you'll have it. Uh, maybe put it in your card, like write out a card, and you put it next to your punch card, right? Your generosity punch card. Now your, your whole dashboard is going to be filled with things that you're supposed to do. And but probably remember safety first. So focus on the road, don't, not on your phone or the punch cards or those kind of stuff. But but put it in your card, maybe your car maybe, and just memorize that one verse, just one verse. I'm, I'm not. Don't go all rabbi on me and try to do the whole Bible. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying one verse. Let's do small goals, okay? Don't get overwhelmed by this, but one verse. Get the Jesus wept one if you do. We've got to look up where it's from. I don't even know where it's from. So find where it's from, memorize where it's from, and say, Jesus wept. You got one. Boom. Just a small goal of memorizing and verse. If you don't have a favorite verse, why not go ahead and start with that Hebrews 4.12 verse? That's a fantastic one. God's word is living and active, sharper than a sword. Fantastic. Okay, so those are the three that I want everybody to try. Now, I want to finish with this kind of idea. When we're connecting to God, there is not a single way that we all can connect to God. Everybody is different. If you'll remember last week, one of the ideas we looked at is God made every single person unique, right? Every single person is handcrafted, made on purpose for a purpose. And so if we're unique, that means all of us can't connect to God in the same way. Does that make sense? So the way that works the best for me to connect to God isn't going to be the way that works best for you to connect to God. And all of us have different ways to connect to God. And so when it comes to uh, uh, connecting to God, we have to do it in a unique way. Uh, we do this with learning styles and teachers. I, I know we have uh, several teachers here, but in the classroom we do this all the time. We, uh, we differentiate how kids learn things by what they're uh, e- either like or what they're skilled at or which way they learn things. So some kids w- learn tactilely, so we have them get up and, and do manipulatives. Some kids uh, learn orally, and so we... we speak slowly to them, and re- re-say the directions. Some, some read visually, uh, learn visually, so we, we put it up, uh, pictures on the board, and we put, uh, uh, have them read the text aloud so that they're visually looking at it, or we have them read these kind of things. And so in teaching, we do it all this time. Great teachers uh, figure out how to connect their kids to the material, and it's not one-size-fits-all for all kids, and so that's what great teachers do. And so uh, similarly, every single one of us connect to God differently and he created you uniquely and so you've got to figure out how the unique you connects to god and i'm just going to give you a couple ideas i'm going to give you a bunch of them it's going to come like in a listy kind of form and i'm not telling you to do all of these what i'm telling so i did want you to do the three i want you to try to unplug i want you to try to spend a, at least an afternoon with god and I want you to memorize a verse. That's what I really want you to do. And, the, and I hate, uh, normally I don't give like buffet style sermon where you're like, ooh, what I learned from that is this. And this person learned this. And they learned different things. But this is really buffet style. I'm going to give you a, a whole bunch of categories of types of people that you might be and ways that you might connect. And it's okay if you do or don't do these. just depends on who you are. Because we uniquely have to connect to God. And so uh, some of people, God has created you to, as outdoors people. Right? And so you connect to God through creation. Uh, Take, take a walk into creation. Take a picture of, like, a, a flower. If you follow me on Instagram, that's the only kind of thing I ever Instagram, and, and like, a, maybe a phrase if God brings it to mind. Uh, because for some reason, I really connect to God in nature. Now, I really find nature in West Bluff and Fullerton, believe it or not. Uh, so you've got to look a little bit. But I'll find a place where I can't see any cities, and I just see, I just see this tree right here in me, and I'm in nature right now. And I really do that because, like, it's hard because, I live in the concrete jungle, right? They know trees. That tree is not even native to my, it doesn't matter. So uh, this is my nature. And so I want, if you're an outdoors person, that, that's the way that you would connect to God. You find outdoorsy things too. We could go on a long walk, go on a hike, figure out a place to go, go look at a waterfall. I don't know. Maybe you're an intellectual person, you know? You really hear God's voice through a challenging book or a, a seminar that you went to. And this is not for everybody, but some people are intellectual and that's how they connect to God there's a really cool thing biola offers uh seminary class level uh classes for about 10 or 15 dollars you could take them. I mean, you don't get any credit but if you are challenged by this thing and you really like that kind of stuff look on, on all nowadays all major seminaries kind of do that where you could just take this kind of intense learning maybe you're a sensation person like i was thinking of francis and the jesus yoga that they do i think she's probably a sensation person the the, the the smells of the candles and the, the vibration of, of the light are really important. And textures are probably important. Sensation people connect to God with that kind of thing. So maybe you pray with your favorite fragrance candle. Just something like that to be able to connect to God. Maybe you're a traditionalist. So uh, just this week, uh, here's two, two Biola references in one. Uh, I was at Biola Campus... Uh, now my, my daughter was, uh, and uh, son were my, swimming there. Uh, our pool was closed. And Viola has this uh, Rose of Sharon Chapel, which is like probably built in the 1960s or 50s, whenever the Biola was. This is like an original structure. It's got stained glass. It's got neil pews, the whole deal. And I go in there probably once or twice a year. I'll go in there and just pray. Because part of, part of me needs that sort of traditionalist. Or if you don't want to go to Biola, if you're near to Mariner's Church, they have a prayer chapel where you can go and do some traditional things, like light candles for your prayers. And, and it's just a quiet stained glass kind of area. And maybe, maybe you're a traditionalist, and that, that helps you to connect to God. Then, then rock it. Go for it. Maybe you're an aesthetic person. Uh, those person you think of like a monk. That's person who like, connects to God by, by fasting. A person who connects to God by, I'm going to go for a vow of silence. Or I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go sacrificially and not buy luxury items, something like that. And so maybe that's you. So why not try it? Go for that if that's you. Silence for a day or a week. Now, you can't wish this on your partner. You're doing silence for a week, but, but you, <laughs> no fights. Hashtag no fights, right? Um, but, but maybe you're that type of person, so, so do that kind of thing. Maybe you're an activist. Maybe you connect to God by uh, doing something for a cause. So go help with a beach cleanup. Awesome. And connect to God that way. Volunteer or visit an orphanage in Mexico. That's a great way if you're that kind of activist and you've got to get out there and charge and that's how you feel connected to God, then do it. Maybe you're a caregiver. So visit the hospitals. When, when one of our ladies and we have a couple now, that are pregnant, when they go give birth, then go, go bring them a meal in the hospital. Sneak it in because hospital food's terrible, you know? Visit them at home. Make them a meal. Maybe that's your desire. Caregiver taking care of the sick, meeting and connecting to God by serving and helping people. Maybe you're the contemplative type. You'll find this person staring into the sky. <laughs> and not just daydreaming, they're thinking. Maybe you're a contemplative person. So, so, so go find a way to harvest that kind of connection between you and God. Create the time and the space that you need to just contemplate. Go to a a place that's contemplative, like a coffee shop, right? Or uh, by the seaside. I think that's where people contemplate. Stare into the clouds a bit. Or the night starry sky. Whatever. I'm not that contemplative, clearly, right? I have a lot of suggestions. But if you're that type, then do that type. There's a lot. And this isn't an exhaustive list. This is different unique ways to connect to God because we're all created uniquely, And I want to encourage you to develop your connection to God. That's the whole point today. The small goal is to connect to God just a little bit more. Be creative. Try new things. As we make it our small goal to connect to God just a little bit more. Now we're going to finish our time together by taking communion together. You you might have noticed that we didn't do it earlier. You're like, "Ah, where's my communion? That's cool. And so as the praise team is coming up, communion is this this really powerful way to connect to God. And communion is like this physical thing that has a spiritual meaning. It isn't just having a snack, so we're not doing kid snack time. (laughs) It it is something way more than that. It is physical and it's spiritual and it's a reminder of Jesus' death on the cross for us. Because Jesus is the gateway to the connection with God. And we celebrate that through communion. And so we're going to do it a little bit different today than we have been doing. We've set up four stations all around. And the praise team is going to pray, play some music. And we're going, to, we're going to have a worship connection to God. But within that worship, as God calls you, I want to invite you to come and take communion. Now, I just heard this week that there were a couple people in our church who haven't been taking communion because they have gluten allergies. And so uh, I, we have set up a gluten-free uh, communion bread table. That's in the entranceway right there. So if you have a gluten allergy or a gluten worry even, uh, go ahead and take the gluten-free. That's in the back. Uh, It didn't come in the single pack, so the bread will be separate from the juice over there. So uh, we want to invite you to do that. We never want someone to miss communion because of an allergy. And so right now, I want to take you all together. We're going to do this. We're going to try to connect to God. We're going to have some worship song here where we can connect to God, and we're going to do communion together as God leads you. And the whole goal is, Jesus, we want to meet with you. Jesus, we want to respond to this incredible opportunity to connect with you right now together in this place. Jesus, we hear you knocking at the door of our souls.